The truth about making money as a content creator, well, there are a lot of reasons why you're not making as much of it as you want. If you haven't wondered why you're not making as much money as you want to be in your creator business, then you're definitely in the minority. Last week, I asked my broadcast channel on Instagram, what's holding them back from making more money? And there was no shortage of answers and a lot of them very similar to each other. Creators were telling me that they were trying to do too many things at once. They're scared of the potential for rejection or simply they don't know where to start looking for brand deals and finding methods of monetization. The hard part about being a creator who is monetizing, it's never consistent, which leaves a lot of room for disappointment, imposter syndrome, questioning your entire business's existence, you know, that kind of stuff. But there are absolutely ways that you can get past these hurdles. I'm Kristen Duskan. I've been a full-time creator for over three years and I've brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. I'm giving you the scoop on exactly why you're not making as much money as you want to be and how to change that. This, my biz BFF, is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 118 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. Guys, this was such an exciting weekend. Last week, literally like a week ago, I told you that the Sunday previous, we had gotten a new foster, Scooby, also known as Scooby Doodle, also known as Scuba Steve. And over the weekend, he got adopted. So we had Scooby less than a week. He's so cute. So I'm not surprised that he got adopted so quickly. But I feel like that was the fastest I've ever had a dog in and out of my house as a foster. Right now, we're back to not having a foster. We've got some upcoming travels and all kinds of craziness with the Thanksgiving holiday. So we're actually going to take off from fostering for a couple of weeks. But don't worry, in the newsletter and here on the show, I'll be sharing some of the other amazing adoptable dogs that we have in the rescue. So yay for dogs getting adopted and finding new homes. We're pumped about it. In also exciting news this week, Meta launches an initial test of read receipts opt out in the DMs. We all know that right now there's no way to turn off your read receipts in your DMs. And sometimes you want to read the message, but you also don't want people to think you're ignoring them when you mark it as unread and are are like, I have to come back to this after. That happens to me all the time. So I'm actually really excited about this simply for the reason of like, I want to be able to read a message and then come back to it and, and give like a real good, thoughtful response and not feel like I have to immediately respond to it because I don't want people to think that I'm ignoring them. This will be available for Facebook and Instagram actually. So I'm curious if you'll use this. I shared it on my stories and actually got some mixed feedback from people. Instagram is also going to be allowing you to highlight comments in your Instagram stories. I'm really excited about this. I like when they do a lot of those kind of cross promotion things with stories and reels slash posts because it does allow you to bring your audience from one place to the other. I'm really into this. So when you swipe across on a comment, it's going to give you the option to share it to your story where it's basically going to show up as a sticker. Obviously, this can be used to spark more discussion, highlight top comments, and showcase top fans. So I will be very excited to see this. 
this pop up on my Instagram whenever that happens, and you will definitely see me using this. I know that you guys were so upset when Instagram got rid of their bonuses, so you'll be very happy to hear that Instagram is testing a new bonus this holiday season. This is an invite-only bonus. Basically, creators will be able to earn based on the number of reels plays and photo views. So this is actually including carousels and photo posts as well. So select creators will be invited to test this new bonus until the end of the year. Creators who receive an invitation can activate the holiday bonus to begin monetizing. Prayers and blessings, you guys, putting all of the good vibes out there. And I hope that someone who listens or myself gets access to this so that we can get the tea on if it's worth it or not. Because I feel like some of the bonuses are so good and some of them are so horrible that it's just like not even worth being in them. Hopefully this is a good one. It's the holiday season. Maybe they want us to like pad our wallets a little bit since we're going to be spending a lot of money for the holidays. But let me know if you get access to this. I would love to know what it's like inside. This was something that I think is actually really helpful for those creators who are doing paid partnerships on stories. Instagram will now prompt creators to make changes to their stories if they use features that will make them ineligible for partnership ads. So when you're publishing an Instagram story that is part of a partnership and you market paid partnership, you, if there are any issues, will receive a partnership issue screen that pops up and will show you any issues that you can resolve to comply with Instagram's partnership ad guidelines. So for example, uh, some of the problems that they listed on this were too many tags. You can only tag yourself and your partner. Uh, The second one was can't use gift stickers, remove or choose another sticker. I'm assuming some of them are not allowed to be used because they are created by someone other than Instagram and maybe they don't have the usage rights for those. That's my guess. Um, The third one was can't use link stickers. Content with link stickers can't be used in ads because you guys know that on Instagram stories ads, they're they're swipe ups, right? So if you have a link sticker and a swipe up, confusing, not going to work. So if people, brands that you're working with are going to be using your content in a paid ad, then there can't be a link sticker on there. So what's cool about this is it will actually allow you to make those changes even after it's already been published. So you're not like, oh crap, I have to delete this and reshare it. And then like, we don't know if everyone's going to look at it and it's going to get the same amount of views. I know that's always uh, kind of a, a bit of a struggle with having to like repost content. So you're never able to edit stories. This is a really great opportunity that I think will make stories partnership ads specifically a lot easier and more convenient. This podcast episode today actually came totally just on a whim last week when I was starting to talk to creators about why they're not making as much money as they want to be making in their business. And I basically was like, wow, there are so many different things, so many different roadblocks for creators to monetize. And so we are going to go through all of them. And I'm going to give you some actionable items, actionable steps that you can do for each of these kind of like different roadblocks that you might be running into when you are trying to monetize. So without further ado, let's dive right into it. The truth about making money as a content creator is there are a lot of reasons why it's hard as heck. Trust me, I've been there. I know I've been doing this for years and still there are plenty of times where it is very difficult to make the amount of money that I want to make. It's not always consistent. This job is a freelance job at the end of the day. We don't have a consistent paycheck in a majority of situations. And so you are always hustling and it feels like it's always a struggle. It's exhausting, but I think that we can all agree 
industry, it is worth it because we get to do what we love. So in my broadcast channel, I shared a question box and I asked people, why are you not making the amount of money that you want to make? And I got a plethora of answers that we're going to go over today. But one thing I did want to share really quick while we're here is that if you are not in my broadcast channel, it is being revived right now. There's so much going on, so much fun. And so if you're not in there yet, you can head over to my Instagram profile and it's right in my bio where you'll be able to click on that and get in on that fun. The other thing I will tell you, and I think I talked about this in a previous episode, in the last few weeks, I started working with a marketing company and we're actually doing a lot of work with my broadcast channel in the next few months, a lot of exclusive stuff. So if you're not in there yet, it's free to join, get in there and get in on this action. I might even shout you out on this podcast episode. Speaking of shouting people out on a podcast episode, I have to just read you real quick my favorite comment of this entire broadcast channel chat. <laughs> Lissy Cox, she had posted and said, wait, you guys are getting paid. And I just thought that was like, very Lissy. If you guys follow her, you know, she is like very witty and funny. So I loved seeing this comment, but I'm sure a lot of creators also saw this and said, yeah, wait, hold on. (laughs) I'm making $0. You guys are getting paid. If you're not getting paid, everything that we're about to talk about today is still going to be relevant to you. So let's dive right into those. We have basically three different categories here. First being brand partnerships. And I know that a lot of creators are using this as the main way that they are paying their bills or monetizing through their creator business. And there are a lot of different issues that we can run into when it comes to brand partnerships. The first being, I feel stuck on how to get more inbound offers. So if you feel like you're constantly, constantly having to pitch, 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 and you guys know how I feel about pitching, I know this is a struggle. You want to get more brands coming to you so that you don't have to do as much legwork, which is smart and efficient and sustainable. So I love that the thought process is already there. What I would suggest in this situation is trying to make your profile as searchable and as well-branded as possible. And I think this is one of the biggest issues that a lot of creators have is that they look at themselves only as content creators and not businesses, not brands. We are companies, okay? If you were to go to any company and you didn't understand walking in the door, what you were going to get and who this company was even for and should you be shopping? there? Is it too expensive? Like who, who even is this company for? That leads to a lot of uncertainty. And so you wouldn't walk into that store thinking I'm okay spending thousands of dollars in here when you don't really understand the concept of the store. And that's very similar to what brands see when they come to a profile that is not really clear. And so I think this is actually one of the most foundational steps to getting more brand partnerships, especially inbounds, is creating a very well-rounded personal brand. Also, as a podcast exclusive, I want to let you guys know, speaking of this topic of personal branding, this is where I see the most creators have challenges because they think as long as they create good content, they'll be good. Brands will reach out to them. As long as they have a lot of followers, they'll get brand deals. And that is absolutely not the case. If you are feeling stuck about your personal brand and your 
you're not even clear why people should be following you and what kind of content you should be posting, then we actually have something really great for you coming out at the end of the month. And this offer is going to be where we're able to work one-on-one and we'll be able to really nail down everything about your personal brand and your content strategy for the next 60 days. So send me a DM saying the word clarity, and I'm happy to give you more information about that before it actually launches. But for anyone who's feeling stuck or feeling confused about their personal brand and wants to get more inbounds and wants to get more followers, this is a really great service to actually help you do that. So that's a side note. But today, let's talk about what you can do when you're feeling stuck on how to get more inbound offers. What you need to do is make your personal branding more clear. How can you do that? Update your bio, update your headline, go through your Instagram highlights, your pin posts, all of those things that are on the forefront of when people look at your profile or when brands look at your profile need to be in incredibly clear. I've used this example before in previous podcast episodes. If you are a creator who talks about natural, organic, cruelty-free beauty products, and that is like, that's your thing. Imagine if you in your bio only had words like beauty, makeup, skincare. We do not understand the biggest, most important part about what you do. And that's your mission. The mission for you is to get more people to use organic, natural, cruelty-free skincare or beauty products, whatever it might be. And so that needs to be really clear. Whatever is going to make you different, that is what needs to be on the forefront. So make sure that your bio, your highlight, your you know pin post, all of those things are incredibly clear so that when a brand does come to your page, they immediately understand, yes, this person is perfect for us or no, this person is not and they move on. That's the first thing that you can do. The second thing does require some legwork which is fine. We're running a company here. We can't expect to sit back and let everything happen for us is using the anti-pitch method, starting to make connections with the companies that you want to work with. And you're not sending cold pitches. We're over sending cold pitches. We know that we spend so much time and energy sending hundreds of cold pitches, and then we don't even get responses. The responses that we do get are like, yeah, we'll keep your media kit on file. And it's very difficult to take an email that's a cold pitch to a successfully paid long-term brand partnership. That is extremely difficult. And so the anti-pitch method actually involves you taking the time to just network and connect with the people who work at the brands that you want to work at, the brands that you want to work with. And so then you're able to be top of mind for when campaigns do start and they're looking to cast talent, cast influencers for these partnerships, they already know that you exist. So yes, you're doing the legwork by networking, but at the same time, you're not wasting your time. Now this person's in your network and then they're going to come to you when the time is right so that you can actually use your time wisely rather than a literal shot in the dark, which is what happens when you're cold pitching. So the way to get more inbound offers is to make more people know about who you are, which is where the anti-pitch method comes in. But then when they figure figure out who you are, make it very easily understandable what they can expect from you and what you stand for. And that's where your personal brand comes into play. And all of those things like your bio highlights, pin posts, your headline, all of those things are so important. If you're curious to learn more about the anti-pitch method, there is a free guide in the show notes that you can click on. It will take you right to the guide. And then this will help give you a really great understanding of how you
you can start using the anti-pitch method so that you don't have to send so many cold pitches that literally never get responses. The second thing that a lot of creators have issues with when it comes to these inbounds is that their profiles aren't really easily discoverable. And so one thing that you can do here is improve your searchability. If you go back a couple episodes of this podcast to episode 116, where it's all about SEO terms and keywords, this is going to be an extremely efficient and helpful way for you to be discovered more when people are actually searching what they're looking for on Instagram or on TikTok. And so if you can utilize more of those SEO terms in your highlights, your bio, your headline, your posts, all of that, you're going to come up in the search results a lot more often. That will definitely help you get more inbounds because more companies are finding out that you exist. The other thing I have to just say really quickly, because I'm always honest with you guys, I want to be as transparent and real as possible. Is there anything that you can do to improve your content? You know, a lot of creators, they create content and they're like, hey, I'm creating content. Why am I not getting brand deals? Why aren't brands reaching out to me? Is your content something that a brand would actually pay money for to be used as an advertisement? If it's not, you have to perfect that art first before you can expect brands to be coming to you. That's like kind of a hard truth reality check that I think is very important for you. If you're watching a lot of your content and you're like, this just feels like a brand wouldn't really see themselves using this as an ad, what can you do to change that? You don't have to do that in every video, but can you get more of a variety of content on your page so that brands can see, oh, this is what an ad would look like with this creator. The second thing that I heard in my broadcast channel about brand partnerships is that you maybe don't know where to start looking for deals. Maybe you don't know which brands to work with. So I have three categories that I typically will look for new brand partners in. And let's go over those really quickly. First things first is targeted ads. I think this is the absolute best use of your time is literally scrolling on Instagram or on TikTok or on Pinterest, especially look at the ads that are getting targeted to you. Because if your audience is anything like you are, then obviously the brand is going to want access to that audience as well. So for example, on a Pinterest specifically, I always get ads for Squarespace. And I'm like, well, that makes total sense. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm, you know, a business owner. A lot of my audience is in the exact same boat and wants to make a website. Squarespace would be a perfect website for me to work with as a brand partner. And so those targeted ads, think about it. If your audience is similar to you, they want access to your audience as well. So write those brands down, take screenshots of ads when you see them, pay attention to the ads. They're telling you something. Other thing I'd like to look at here as number two is industry splashes. So what are the maybe new startup companies that are making a splash in your industry? There are a lot of them. There are especially in like the consumer goods or in like any sort of software companies. There are so many companies that are coming up with brand new, really cool, innovative businesses. And those are great brands to start working with now, especially when you can start working with uh, startup companies when they are small like this. I actually, yes, maybe it's difficult to get paid at first, but when those brands have money and you were there since the beginning, there's nothing that is like shows loyalty as much as that does. So I think that's a really great one. Maybe not for like a quick cash grab, but more like being in it for the long run. 
And the last and most obvious category when you're looking for brands to work with, what are your go-tos? What are the the brands that you use every single day that are like on your desk right now? Or, you know, what apps do you have on your phone? What is in your bathroom when you're getting ready in the morning? Look at all of those things that you're already familiar with. Those are all great brands that you probably have some personal stories with that would be great when you are starting to actually connect with them. And when it comes to connecting with them, again, I think the best way to do this is to literally connect with them versus sending them a boring ass cold pitch email that they are not going to read. The anti-pitch method training is for free in the show notes if you want to click on that and get the free training. Another thing that I will say before we move on, don't be afraid to think outside of the box. If there are brands that maybe you want to work with, but you're like, maybe they're not exactly in my niche. For example, I use this as an example very often because my Laneige lip mask is always on my desk. I use it all day, every day. And so I love using this as an example because I'm not a beauty blogger. I'm not a beauty creator, but I could make the case that a lot of entrepreneurs or creators who are talking all day when they're, you know, creating content and, you know, on brand calls, your lips are getting dry from talking so much that having a really great lip mask could actually be really beneficial for small business owners. So if you can find really interesting ways to think outside the box and kind of connect the dots between you and your niche and the brand that you want to work with. I think that's actually a really cool way to present the brand with something that they're probably not getting on a daily basis. For example, most brands pitching Laneige are probably, or most creators pitching Laneige are probably beauty creators. I'm not. I have a completely different perspective. Another issue that you run into as creators with brand partnerships is that you're mostly getting one-off brand deal offers. And I think this is less and less common now because more brands want to work with creators long-term because it's honestly just easier for them as well. My first question for you is, are you asking to make them long-term? Straight up, are you asking? The thing is, is that if you're not asking and it's not getting brought up, you know, then, then you're just as much at fault as the brand. I think if you're looking to get more long-term offers, first of all, you do need to have a great connection with the brand or at least have started off on a really great foot, which is why the anti-pitch method I think works so well. But also you need to be 50-50 partner here and say, hey, I actually think a long-term deal would bring us a higher return on your investment. What if we presented you with with this option of a three-month partnership or a six-month partnership instead of just this one-off post? So present those long-term offers in your initial negotiations. You know, when you're first negotiating with a brand and they say, well, we'll give you a thousand dollars for one post and you could say, or we could do three posts for $2,500. And yes, it's more money for them up front, but also they're getting three posts at a discount. And you know, by the third post, your audience is actually listening, right? Because a lot of the times we need to post something a few times for people to actually pay attention to it. This is a a great way to change the brand's mind, turn your $1,000 partnership into a $2,500 partnership and have more consistent income for those three months versus just $1,000 once. The other kind of obvious thing here is when you are working on like a one-off partnership with a brand, during that partnership, this is your chance to prove yourself. Like I, I'm going to straight up just say, suck up to these brands, suck up to them, like show them how much you love them. Be a stage five clinger. I'm fine with it. I, for example, recently worked with a company called Adopt-A-Pet. They basically help you find adoptable pets in your area. And this is like a huge mission 
of mine, as you guys know, I always start this podcast off talking about adoptable dogs. And so I wanted to continue working with them after a one-off partnership. So I sent them a thank you note and I actually made a $50 donation in their name to our local animal control. And I then ended up signing two more partnerships with them literally directly after finishing the first one. So make those brands love you. Show them how great of a person you are. Show them how great of a creator, how great of a partner you are. This is your time to show off, okay? One last thing that I think is kind of a very niche problem when it comes to brand partnerships, when you are working with a lot of small businesses, especially if you are like in the food or uh, travel industry, I think this is very relevant. A lot of those small businesses don't have a budget. And in that case, there's not a lot that you can do, right? If the brand doesn't have the money and they don't maybe want to spend the money on one influencer post that they're, you know, putting so much on, like they're putting so much pressure on, can you present them with more non-traditional partnership options? So a lot of the creators that I work with are actually like food creators or local business kind of creators. And one of the things that I encourage them to do so often is present them with options like UGC or hosting events at their location, maybe doing some photography for them to update their website or their Yelp page. And then once they've seen what it's like to work with you, and maybe the work you've done with them even has brought in more money, I think they're a lot more comfortable then working with you on more of a sponsored influencer type partnership. So don't be afraid to offer things that are a little bit non-traditional. You don't just have to do sponsored posts with brands in order to work with them. Keep that in mind. The second category that I wanted to share with you today that I got a lot of responses about in my broadcast channel was logistics, actually running a business. Most of us who are running our creator businesses don't have a business degree. We don't have a marketing degree. We're not attorneys. We're not accountants. We came from probably somewhere very different and somehow ended up here. And so figuring out how the heck to run a business efficiently is difficult, right? Like we're getting thrown into it. One of the things that I heard from you guys is that you feel like you're doing too many things at once. And I feel like I cannot relate to this anymore. Like this rings so true for me in my creator journey. I wanted to be a creator. I wanted to have 10 different offers. I wanted to, you know, start a t-shirt business and make a planner and make freebies. Like, I mean, I literally feel like I've tried everything once. And what I've learned from that is I need to simplify. How can you simplify what you're doing? When I first started Social Suite, which is our private creator community, I, previous to that, had like 15 different business offers going going on at social main. I was trying to, t- to offer things to so many different groups of people, trying to have an offer that was perfect for every single person ever. And I had way too many things going on. And so what I did was I built Social Suite and I said, okay, for six months, I am not creating anything new. This is my sole priority. I will continue to post on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, because I want people to know about Social Suite, but I am not going to create any new business ventures, no new offers, no new podcasts. Like, six months of sole dedication to one thing that I really wanted to try. And that's something I've never in my life done before, but I can't even tell you how beneficial it was in those six months. I learned so much. I grew so much. And I normally after one month would have been like, this isn't working as quickly and as as well as I want it to. I'm quitting and starting something else. How can you simplify, choose one thing that you want to focus on and just do 
that one thing really, really well. The other thing I would ask you is how can you make your content more sustainable? How can you make content that's not so hard to create? I had a a student of mine, Amira, who was a fashion creator, and she was doing try-on videos multiple times a week. And we all know that that is so much work, so much cleaning, so much prepping and editing. And so she was telling me like, I can't do this multiple times a week. This is like way too much to ask. I, I just like don't think this is sustainable for me. And so she found a different content style where she was using a green screen. And all she had to do was like, you know, pop on green screen a couple times a week and then do maybe one or two little try-ons versus seven. And so she was able to make her content much more sustainable. And so it made it easier for her to balance the rest of the things that she was doing. And this actually brings us to another concern that you had shared in the broadcast channel is that there's no time to dedicate to your business. This is where that idea of simplifying it comes in. When you're starting a company and you maybe have a nine to five job, you have only such a small amount of time. And so for you to be putting little bits of effort into so many different things, it's going to take forever for that thing to grow. Wouldn't it make sense for you to put, you know, for from 5pm to 9pm every night for you to focus on one thing and then really do that well in that period of time versus in that five to nine period, trying to focus on 15 different things, you're going to have so much quicker success because you have so much more dedication. So if you have no time, you need to simplify, but you also need to ask yourself, how can I balance my schedule? And one thing that I actually, I recommend to all of my social suite members when they come across an issue like this is learning about their productivity method. Is there a way that you can run your company more efficiently for you? Maybe you don't know how you work best. And so actually, if you go on to Todoist website. It's T-O-D-O-I-S-T.com. They have a productivity method quiz on there that basically will spit out the productivity method that they think is best for you. And it gives you a ton of different kind of ideas on how to actually use that and implement that. That I can't even tell you how important it is for you to know. How are you supposed to run your business if you don't know how you best can run it, right? So try out these different productivity methods. Find out how you work best, and then you will be able to run your business so much more efficiently. The last issue that you guys had with logistics was that your metrics are very poor lately. And this, let me tell you, is going to always be a struggle. Every single person right now listening has had metrics at one point or another, probably right now, that were horrible. It's it is a roller coaster. You guys know this. One post does so well, the next two do really great, and then we're back on the you know bottom of the roller coaster, then we have another post that does good a few weeks later, it is going to always be up and down. Brands know this. They know specifically too, that your sponsor posts are not going to perform as well as the rest. They know this. If your metrics are poor lately, that's okay because that's normal. But one thing that you need to focus on again is that personal branding. What makes you different? What is your unique value proposition that you bring to the table in this specific brand partnership versus other creators? Is it your audience is is super dedicated, targeted, you know, set of people? For example, I have 24,000 followers. I've hardly done any growing in the last couple of years. My engagement is sometimes decent, sometimes 
sometimes bad. Like it's, it's where it needs to be, but sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's worse. My metrics are nothing special. Like literally have gotten worse over the years. But what I can tell you right now is that my audience has never been more specific. Every person that's on my Instagram that is, you know, engaging with my posts and seeing my posts is a content creator, is a small business owner, is an entrepreneur. And I know exactly who my audience is, but I also have a very loyal audience. I have a lot of creators who have been on my page and have been part of my community for years and years and years. And so that is so much more important than your metrics. So look at the other things outside of your metrics that really set you apart and don't do well on your numbers. Numbers are not everything. They're always going to go up and down. You cannot put that much pressure on having perfect numbers or you're going to set yourself up for constant disappointment. Speaking of constant disappointment, mental kind of roadblocks is what I want to talk about as the final category with all of the responses that I got on this broadcast channel. One of the things that I knew was going to be a a huge theme of the answers was this idea of imposter syndrome. I feel like I'm not good enough. I have this fear of rejection. I'm scared to start pitching. Like You're just so afraid of what is going to be in the future and what is going to happen if you try something or do something or you're looking at other creators and saying, "Well, they're not doing it. I can't do it." You know, and you're you're having this comparison, imposter syndrome. One thing that I'll tell you about imposter syndrome and I've done whole episodes on this if you want to go back and listen to them. The most important thing for you to know is that no matter how many followers you have, you're going to feel imposter syndrome. I have talked with so many creators in my time as a podcast in my time as a creator, just having friends who have blown up on on Instagram, on TikTok, whatever it is, it does not matter how many followers you have. There is always going to be someone who has more followers than you, who makes more money than you, who has more engagement, better engagement than you, who works with more brands. I mean, there's always going to be someone who is quote unquote better than you. And if you spend all of your time focusing on that, you are losing out on the time that you could be putting that that energy into bettering your content or pitching to a new brand or, you know, coming up with a new concept for a series that you want to post. All of that mental energy that you're using in such a a way that's like so taxing and so wasteful really is going to take away from your business growing. I'm also such a firm believer in the idea that you get back from the universe the type of energy that you're putting out there. I have have some weeks where I am like a total chaotic, miserable mess. And I just want to like lay in my bed. This was actually me last week. I want to lay in my bed. I like cry. Everything is horrible. And like, when I get stuck in that mode, it's so difficult for me to put any good stuff, any good energy into my business because I'm literally only just radiating negative energy. Have your moment and then let it pass and put that energy and that frustration into the next thing that you're going to move on to. Perfectionism is also one mental roadblock that I know a lot of creators deal with as well. One of the responses that I got was, I'm stuck in freeze mode. And now, Analysis paralysis. I don't know what to do next. Do I do this? Do I do that? I'm just not going to do anything. If it's not perfect, 
I'm not going to put it out. I want to wait until I do this before I do this. That idea of I have so many different things riding on me doing something is literally going to get in the way of you doing that. <laughs> like how many times have you thought, "Ooh, I have this really good idea for a product, but I only have a thousand followers. No one wants to buy a product from me at a thousand followers. So you just don't do it. And you just wait and wait and wait and wait and wait until you have a couple thousand followers. Eh, it's still not enough. And you wait and wait and wait. And in all that time, you could have been making money, making new connections, spreading word of mouth, building your authority, like you getting stuck in that freeze mode, I think is more a mental challenge than anything else. You are too focused on perfectionism and trying to figure out what is the next perfect move when the answer is that there is literally no next perfect move. You have to just do something. Done is better than perfect. If it's not perfect when you put it out and it's not going to be, you're going to learn and then you're going to make changes and make changes and make changes and then it's going to get as close to perfect as it can be. Even me, I'm, I'm here I've been doing this for a thousand years, it feels like. And every single day, I am literally still figuring something new out that I'm like, ooh, I'm going to try this. Or ooh, what if I did this with Social Suite? Or what if I added this? Or we could try this. Every single day, I think about those things. And if I waited until I had proof for every single one of these ideas or you know, had someone who asked me for it, and then I'll give it to them, I would be waiting forever, okay? If you're stuck in freeze mode, you're this analysis paralysis, all I have to tell you is just do the thing. Just do the thing. The unique thing about our job is that not only are we running entire companies and doing all the logistics and, you know, all the negotiations and the money and all of, we're doing every aspect of the business mostly by ourselves. Our job is also so mentally taxing and just so different in so many ways when it comes to putting ourselves out there and always being on and having all eyes on us. And so I would just like to take a moment real quick to tell you whatever amount of money you're making right now is something to be proud of. Yes, we always want to make more money. That's the truth. There's always more money to be made, but you putting yourself out there and literally trying to build the company right now, most likely by yourself, is so badass. That is something to be celebrated no matter how much money you're making. If you need support, if you need someone to lean on, send me a DM. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And as always, I will see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>